It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Coach Harris and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And it's everyone's favorite day of the week. It is a Ferg Friday. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. My friend, how are you doing? I'm all right. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a week. I'm glad we've made it to this point, if I'm being no, honest yeah. with you. Um, all right, let's talk about the the biggest news. And, and you had a great newsletter Thursday morning recapping the news and really taking a deep dive from a film perspective. That's what the Auburn Observer does better than anyone else. But... Tony Fair, the defensive tackle transfer, uh, really interesting story. So I'm going to purposely ask you a broad question, just kind of your thoughts about this addition at this point of the offseason. Yeah, Tony Fair, I think, gives Auburn immediately something that they didn't really have behind Tyrone Truesdale, and that is a massive body with a lot of experience who can play a specific role and is already familiar with a lot of the de- type of defense that Derek Mason does. Um, if you watch UAB's film last season, there is a lot of defensive similarity between what they were running and what we've seen from Auburn so far in the Derek Mason era. A lot of three-down stuff, a lot of two-four-five stuff in certain situations. And when they were three-down, they liked to put him right over the nose and let him go to work, which was what we saw Tyron Truesdale do a lot in spring practices. Who's the guy after Truesdale, though? Like, with Jeremiah Wright getting hurt? Right. Um, you don't really have a ton. I mean, Jay Hardy gone, so you could use a little bit more. I think this is a big time pickup for Auburn because not only does he does he know the role and he can already play it, and I think he gives Auburn an option where if they want to go three down uh, and and say something, either something happens to to Truesdale or he's getting a breather, it's not his time in the rotation. You have two, or he's not good. Dudes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a chance of well. that, right? Yeah, I mean, he could he could drop off, and, and it's possible. But like, yeah. you could just rotate that rotate that out. You have two really good nose tackles to play there. And also, it gives you some flexibility in the future. This is a super young defensive line group. I don't think we really have talked about that enough is that, you know, wide receivers are really young. Defensive lines are really young, too. And what this does is that this gives you an opportunity to look at a dude like Lee Hunter and say, well, if we think you got some pass rushing chops about you and we want to play as more of that Marquise Burks type of defensive tackle more than a nose, we can put you there. JJ Pegues, we can put you there. Um, you know, we can still stay versatile and flexible with the development and the timing of some of these younger guys. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a good gap filler. He is literally a gap filler for Auburn in terms of how he'll play on the field and the fact that he's a one-and-done type of talent and wants to get to the league. So when you talk about Derek Mason's two four five, and he did some of that at UAB, like you said, you break a little bit of that down uh, with the newsletter from Thursday morning at the Auburn Observer, but – what do you want with those two down linemen in that two four five? Do you want one nose tackle and then one kind of 
more athletic defensive linemen, or do you want just more size with those two guys? I mean, what does that rotation look like in your mind? I think it's situational. Uh, if you if you're running that out there on third downs, you're going to want a guy like Colby Wooden and a guy and a and a defensive tackle who's got some pass rushing ability to him uh, with it. So I, that's a that's a Wooden and Marquise Burks. That is a Wooden and a um, you know Zachevius Walker or a Lee Hunter or somebody like that. If it's earlier downs and you're still wanting to put that on the field, like early downs, you run that two four five, so you know that you're going to be you're going to be a little bit lighter down the middle, but you still, you know, say it's a spread or something like that, but you still want to be strong enough that if they do run the ball, you're going to be ready for it. That's when you start funneling more guys like Truesdale, guys like uh, uh, Tony Fair into the picture. I think you're going to see him mostly kind of like what we saw with Truesdale in, in, in spring practices. He's out there a lot of the times when they've got three guys on three guys with their hands in the dirt. When they get into the longer situations in the third downs, when they put two, you'll still see them for there from time to time. But I think fair, much like Truesdale, these are early down guys. These are not three down defensive linemen. These are dudes that are huge. And then on first and second down, they can stop the they can stop the run. They can fill gaps. Uh, one thing fair does a really good job of is that if he gets one on one opportunities and you don't double team him, he can make you pay. And he's got a little bit of pass rushing to him, so that if you're running play action or if you're if you are throwing the ball in the early downs, he's not a non-factor out there. Sure. So, do you think part of his recruitment? I mean, it sounds like he was very interested in what Nick Eason had to offer uh-huh. as a defensive line coach, and we, you and I've talked about it before. I mean, he's pretty much got like a decade over a decade of coaching experience, uh, specifically defensive line at the pro level at the NFL. So, I, I think this makes a whole lot of sense. And you kind of got to assume he knows what NFL coaches are going to want. And his job was to make guys better. And so I think uh, I think this tells me, and just tell me if I'm way off base here, but I said this on the show yesterday, Jay Ferg, but I think this guy wants to get to the league. And I mm-hmm. think he believes of, you know, the Michigan and the, and the Ole Miss and the Indiana and the Purdue that offered him. They really seemed like those were the guys that were going after him. That Auburn was the best of all of those as far as, okay, one year, I've got one more year to put enough on tape to make it to the pros. He thought Auburn was the best bet. So what do you think those conversations looked like as far as, hey, how am I going to get on the field? Yeah, I I think it's they offered him a role. They offered him playing time right away and saying, this is where we see Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily going to come in and say, I'm immediately a starter, but I think he's going to have a role. He's going to be a key member of this rotation. And also, I think the Nick Eason thing was huge for them. Yeah, I mean, he dude wants to get in the league. Hi, I've done this for the last 10, 12 years. Right. I know what it takes to get you there. And for Tony Fair, I mean, he's got an incredible story. If this dude didn't want to get to didn't want to get to the league, man, he really likes playing football because this is a guy who, I mean, as I tweeted on Wednesday. He signed in the class of 2015. So I, I, I read your tweet yesterday on yesterday's show, and I went yeah. through that 2015 signing class at Auburn. Yeah. Had, and it's like, wow, Jeff Holland, that was only 2015 when he signed. It seemed like forever right. ago when he was like Auburn's main sack guy. Like, it's crazy. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, he had to sit out a year because he thought he might not be playing football again. And he was a he was a manager uh, <laughs> trying to hopefully get a shot again. Went to Juco yeah. for two years. Went to UAB for two years, and he could have gone to the league. He could have had a shot at being an undrafted free agent or something like that. But they were like, you know, if you give a little bit more, right. put some more on film, I think he's a draftable guy. And look, he's probably not a first, second, third-round guy, but I think he's definitely a dude who can develop into a day-three pick because 
I mean, it's hard to find guys who are 335 pounds and, and, and are athletic enough to make plays down the middle of a defense. Right, absolutely. And if you want to see that big frame kind of uh, in action, really, really recommend signing up at auburnobserver.com so you can see uh, Jay Ferg's uh, breakdown from, from Thursday. Justin, I love his approach what I assume his approach to the game is going to be. This is an older guy. He's been playing college football for a long time, like you said. He's got a fiance. He's got a child. And, I mean, he's an older guy that's like, this is a business decision, I believe, Mm -hmm. as far as getting him to the next level. That approach, you got to think that his approach to preparation and getting ready for the season and getting ready for each individual game week by week that sounds to me like the same approach that Brian Harson wants every yeah. player to have. And I think that is another huge aspect that not enough people are talking about with this Tony Fair decision. And and the thing with him is that that's going to rub off on the I mean, there's a lot like I said, there's a lot of young dudes on this defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a underclassman heavy group. And they're all hardworking, self-motivated dudes. But I mean, when you see a guy who's gone through all of this and he comes in and he's like, All right, guys, you know. I'm on the precipice of playing in the league. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what it. Here's what that looks like. Uh, I think he's going to be a dude that's kind of motiv- uh, a motivator because, I mean, you look at Auburn's defensive line room outside of him and Truesdale, the only other upperclassmen on this on this roster are guys that arrived here last year in terms of Marquise Burks and Dre Butler. So right. I mean, that is a defensive line room that could really use some more some more veteran savvy, some veteran leadership, and I think he's going to bring it. And also. If you haven't gone and watched interviews, I know he's done a couple interviews with some people that have put, been posted on YouTube and, some, and certain things. I think uh, I think he had a talk from maybe like uh, Auburn Undercover earlier in the week as well. Um, listen to this guy talk. He is a fun interview. Uh, he's got a great personality. I think Auburn fans are going to love him. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Justin Ferguson joining us on today's show. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag, the best place in the world and on the internet to place quick and easy bets on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, pun intended, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Also, the NBA regular season is heating up, and of course, playoffs are just uh, just around the corner, and also your UFC and MMA action. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and when you make your free account and then to make your first deposit, use promo code Locked On. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50% welcome bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin, I want to ask you a quick question about the quarterback situation. So uh, Auburn Undercover put out a story the, the headline, transfer quarterback T.J. Finley calls Auburn a factor. Of course, he played at LSU last year. I think he started five games, uh, four mm-hmm. or five games, started early, and then you know, lost the job. But here's a quote from Finley when asked about Brian Harson's team. 
He said, quote, they don't have a lot of quarterbacks in the room behind Bo that can step in and play, and I feel like they lack experience behind Bo. And there is an opportunity there. A lot of people in the organization there, since the new staff got there, believe I can come in and compete for the starting job. It ain't like me going there to be a backup. Do you think that's a conversation that they're having that, hey, Finley, you can come in here and compete for the starting job? Do you think that's happening? Honestly, yeah, just because I, I, I don't think they're coming in saying, hey, Bo Nix, your job's on thin ice, bud. I think they want to get into get into fall camp and have somebody who will push him. Yeah. Right. They want they want some competition because I mean Bo is gonna Bo is going to take those steps up and, and he's he's the leader and all that. But like you're gonna want a guy that like you said, if so, if he goes down or something happens, you want to have somebody that you can trust to go out there and do that. And no shade against Grant Lloyd. It's just been a while since Grant Lloyd's done that and it was at Bowling Green. It's to do with SEC experience. This is do with SEC starting experience. You don't get a whole lot of that. And the other thing there with him is, is that he's got a lot of eligibility left. He's a 2020 kid. He was a true freshman last year. You lose Shiloh Garnett. You replace him with a, in it with a kid who, I mean, he's already done it before in, in the SEC, and he is gigantic as as a quarterback. 6'6", 250. I mean, that is Cam Newton size type of players. So, you know, that I think that's something you want to see. With a quarterback developer, they're going to see – like even if it, I think it's I think it's all about planning for what happens moving forward with Bo Nix, whether that is the end of his time at Auburn, whether he gets hurt, whether something happens, whatever. I think they got to be planning for the future. Matrix Davis is a great quarterback. We just haven't seen him yet at the college level. I think you're going to want competition. I think you're going to want to get as many guys as you can in there to compete. Brian Harson, there was a uh, there was an interview when Brian Harson shortly he shortly after he took the job. I think it was with Dennis Dodd at CBS Sports. He was talking about how he had like six quarterbacks in the room. Well, guess what? He doesn't have six quarterbacks in the room anymore. Right. Um, so I think he wants more. And so them going after Finley, especially after losing Garnett, makes a lot of sense. And either you know, even if he even if he came to Auburn, didn't play much or at all in 2020. Uh, one, sorry, uh, I keep forgetting we're in 2021. Yeah, thank um, goodness. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think he's a guy that would get in the mix to be Auburn's quarterback of the future if they got it. Yeah, I mean, it almost, to me, says more about D. Davis than it does Bo Nix. And maybe that's not fair. I don't yeah, know. That, but uh, it's just, if, right. he, if Finley comes in, it's like, oh, what about D. Davis? <laughs> like, I, I feel like he's gone at that well, point. And then, and, and then keep in mind, also, you've got Holden Garner who all right. he's doing in the 2022 class right now is showing up to camps and tearing it up, mm-hmm. right? He has done the rare achievement uh, for anybody of being an early Auburn commitment who recruiting rankings haven't tanked for him yet. I don't know why. It's just amazing how that happens, right? Yeah. He, he comes in and he's actually getting better in his, recru- his recruiting. But yeah, I think Garner's a good quarterback. He very much fits the mold of what we've seen from Brian Harson and Mike Bobo in the past. Um, and I think Finley's just another one that you want to have depth at quarterback. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Even if you are putting all your, well, not all of them, but even if you're putting the vast majority of your eggs in the Bo Nix basket this year because he has started the last two seasons, and it's going to be hard to knock knock that off, you don't want to get into a spot where something happens to him and you, you're you messed up for the future, or you don't want to get into the spot where he leaves, um, whether it's the end of 2021 or 2022 or whatever, and you're just down to like, well, it's Demetrius Davis's job by default, or it's, you know, Holden Garner is the only competition he's got. So it makes sense that Finley would go after it. Sure. Yeah. All right. I got a question for you. And then a few listeners have questions for you. We'll touch on that in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. 
Today's show brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Jay Ferg, do you like coconut? Are you a coconut fan or coconut flavored things anyway? I am not a coconut fan. I'm not either. Other, but the other flavors that you have mentioned on this here on this here ad read, I'm all about. Yeah, yeah. And you know, coconut, coconut almond, they're like the biggest sellers. I'm just not I'm not I'm just not a fan of coconuts. Also, coconut is not a nut. Fun fact. But right. I've had cherry, it's good. Uh, raspberries okay. My wife liked the raspberry more than I did. Peanut butter brownie is my favorite. Double chocolate oh, yeah. is delicious. I'm a big salted caramel fan. Some yes, people sir. say caramel, and that is the incorrect way to say it. But yep. all these bars, very high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, and it looks and tastes like a candy bar. So great combination there. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage... The cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Justin, kind of mentioned this a little bit at the tail end of yesterday's pod, but this sports year for the Tigers, now that baseball is pretty much all but wrapped up, we'll see what they do this weekend as far as, you know, can they possibly put together a good series to to maybe sneak into, you know, the SEC baseball t- uh, tournament uh, up in Hoover. But football got their coach fired. Basketball really underperformed, had a postseason ban. You know, there's a lot of factors that went into that. Women's basketball didn't win a conference game. And then, you know, uh, lost their coach. Baseball really underperformed. Softball struggled in the SEC play-in game. We'll see what happens with their regional status. I mean, even equestrian, that was like a lock to win natties every year. You know, they, they lost earlier in the season than, than a lot of people expected them to. So my question to you is, is this a, you know, is there any cause for like long-term concern here? And then, you know, when a lot of bad things happen, People kind of want it to be somebody's fault. And so my question is, you know, I guess I asked multiple questions there, but I mean, what are your thoughts on all of that? Um, my, my, my overall thought of this is that if there was a year to be bad at everything, this was it. This was the school year to be bad at everything. Everybody was affected by COVID-19. Everybody's affected by it in one way or another. And I think it's, I think it's more of a thing. It's just, it's just unlucky timing that if you're an Auburn fan, you looked around and you didn't have very much. In anything, I mean, your big accomplishment this year in, in in sports, I think, is women's golf team winning SEC pretty dramatically, making it to the national tournament. Um, you know, you had a national champion in, in track and field, which was really cool. And I had one of those in a while. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it with football and with men's basketball and all. You know, women's baseball, all that. Like, I get the push to want to blame somebody, but also it was a weird year, and I think it's just unfortunate timing more than anything. You want to point out Alan Green. Well, is does Alan was Alan Green supposed to like make Bo Nix better? Was Alan Green supposed to like make Auburn's bullpen better in in in, in baseball? Mm-hmm. You know, was he supposed to have Sharif Cooper cleared? Like that's <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like it's just unfortunate timing. And so I think Auburn fans 
this might end up being kind of a blessing in disguise long term because it's like, oh, we got all the terribleness out right now. And yeah. like everything's kind of rough. No one's going to look at national championships in this past year, especially for the ones who win it with asterisks. But there's going to be that context there of like, oh, yeah, you won and teams had to drop out. Teams couldn't play games. You know, the the Auburn gymnastics team couldn't even get to the postseason because they had a, a positive test and it ruined everything. I forgot that about that. Thin, that's how thin the, the th- it is now for them. And I think moving forward, you know, it would be one thing if Auburn was really stuck right here in this spot and there were no, it was no future, but new football coach, new women's basketball coach, basketball team's got the best, two best players they've ever signed coming in this year. Um, You know, uh, baseball, I think they will figure, I I don't know a ton about baseball. I've never covered Auburn baseball uh, before, but I know this, Butch Thompson's going to figure out the pitching. That's what he does. And they are not, you know, the last time we had a college world series, Auburn was there. So, you know, it can be off softball, they're recruiting. They're trying to get it. They get it all in. I, th- there's a lot to there. It would be something if they were down and there was no hope. But I think the programs that needed a reset were going to re- have already reset, and they're going to build for, towards the future. And I think the ones who took a step back, there's a lot of reasons to believe they're going to be good moving forward. And I think, you know, I think when things get back to normal, you know, fans come back into attendance. I mean, think about how big attendance is and the home field advantage is for Auburn football and men's basketball. It is so big for them. Right, You didn't really have that. So I think that's going to be something to keep in mind as well. There's hope for the future. Don't fret. Uh, it was just a sucky year, but it was a sucky year for everybody in a lot of different ways. And this was the year to get it all out of your system. Sure. All right. So that was my question. Um, got a few lister questions. Phoenix, who I believe is a, a subscriber to the Auburn Observer. So thank you for doing that, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Said, I have a Ferg Friday question. Um, he's got two, actually. One, how many recruits are we going to get before June that play hmm. this year. Whew. Uh, I'm guessing this is football. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's assume so. I'm going to assume it's football. Um, I think they get a couple more transfers here before we get to June. Uh, it looks like Donovan Kaufman is that, – that decision is imminent. And I'm not saying it's definitely Auburn, but Auburn is kind of the one people think is going to be it leading It seems like it is. And then right. either Auburn or Texas is the other one, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. And there are a couple other ones that they've they've uh, they've they've added uh, some local guys in Miami. Local. They're originally from Montgomery in that area. Um. That seem to be their pretty big factors for right now. So I would say three or four is probably where they they can yeah. kind of go. It is very interesting. People were like, how many spots they got left? Well, if you back count, they've only got like four or five. Maybe I, you know, and then they'll start adding on to that elsewhere. I don't know, dude. Like it's 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 kind of weird. You can move spots. stuff around so much. Like if you need to take a certain amount of guys, you'll be able to. Yeah, and you can also front count and stuff like that. It's right. it's it's a it, it's a it's dark arts, and the only people who know how many spots they have are the people in charge of the roster because that is guarded information that you want to keep secret. You don't want to hit the recruiting trail and have somebody get in the kid's ear and be like, you oh, know, actually they only have one spot left. Um. So they, they keep that under wraps. Sure. But it, it is very it is very telling that they they you know they let this exodus of talent go out and then they come back in and it's like, okay, now here's Tony Fair, Donovan Kaufman, and then they make a string of offers and look like they're gonna be in contention for quite a few guys. Yeah. Um his other question was, does it hurt your talking about you, Justin, does it hurt your feelings that I named my fantasy baseball team after you and I'm in the bottom three? No, not at all. Um that actually makes sense. That actually makes sense. I had a, I had a, uh, I had a rough fantasy basketball year. I kind of had a punt on my season in the middle. 
baseball. I mean, I only really keep track of the Braves, and uh, they're they're not doing so hot right now. So I feel like that that just kind of fits in the the perspective of where I'm at right now. So don't don't worry. I will just say that uh, don't name your team after me again. That uh, that will probably immediately turn you around next year. <laughs> Um, Henry asks, Auburn has a clear top four, we're talking basketball now, of Jabari Smith, Alan Flanagan, Walker Kessler, and Jalen Williams. Who will be the fifth best player on the team? Will it be one of the transfers or someone that was here last year? Mm, great question. I think I think the the one you would want to lean to is one of the transfers. I think Wendell Green makes a lot of sense if Me you're too. trying to figure that out. Excuse me, be the number one point guard. But look, man, they ain't done. Nolan, uh, is it, uh, yeah, Nolan Hickman is down to Auburn, Gonzaga, and Kansas. Um, that is a five star point guard. Um, you know, the, the scoot rumors will persist until he says one thing or another what, what, what he's going to do, whether he's going to reclassify or stay in the 2022 class. They're not done yet. And, uh, I think they're going to add another guard. Um, nothing against Devin Cambridge, nothing against, uh, you know, guys like uh, Stretch Akinbola or Dylan Cardwell or Chris Moore and these guys who are returning, they're going to still be on the on the team. But um, they got those transfers for a reason, and they're heavy in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I have a hard time. Like, you mentioned the top four for that team, and I think that's absolutely true. But, like, you know, there's no guarantee that all four of those guys even start just because of positional stuff. The backcourt has, has been has been leaning towards those newcomers, and so I think one of those newcomers is going to have to step up, and Wendell Green makes a ton of sense for me. Or Desi. I mean, Desi Seals has played more than any of these guys. Yeah, I'm very high on Green. I think Auburn fans are going to love him. They're going to see uh, a little Taj. They're going to see a little Harper, and I think they'll even see a little Sharif. Yeah, I mean, he is he's a lot of fun. He has a he, – he is kind of uh, – I wrote it when uh, when he when he signed. He uh, he is like like looks like he was built in a lab to play for Bruce Pearl. That Correct. is the type of point guard he is. Correct. Um, Lindsay asks, "Who is your favorite underclassman defensive lineman and why?" Hmm. Hmm. Can we? So underclassman defensive lineman does Colby wouldn't count in that because he is a redshirt sophomore. Sure, I'll count him. Can I count Col- sure. Colby? Would cheat a little bit, but I'll count it. Okay, well, I'll give you another we'll one. We'll call that a loophole. <laughs> yes, there you go. Colby Wooden, by the way, get on the get on the train. If you're not all aboard on him becoming an absolute stud this season, I'm talking star defensive lineman in the SEC. Does he go pro after the season? He's going to have a chance, I think. Yeah, I, I, I really do. He is he is going to be really good in the system. Sure. Um, if I'm looking elsewhere, hey man, um, I it's it's kind of a little bit of a cliche just because he's the big newcomer. Lee Hunter, um, but I I like Lee Hunter a lot. Yeah, I thought Lee Hunter, I thought you could really see some progress with him in spring practices early on. You would watch him in individual drills, and you're like, oh, that dude's strong. That dude is going to. I mean, I've said it plenty of times. He plays with with real violent hands, very quick for a guy his size, and he's he's got like Tony Fair type of <laughs> bolt to him. Um, Big boy. But like by the end of camp. And towards the spring game, I thought you saw him playing with a lot more confidence, just getting plugged in the role. I think fall camp, he's going to be ready to go, and he'll be he'll be a rotational piece. Sure. He's got a ton of upside. He's a he's a very disruptive young man who is very 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 large. And like we said with Fair, there's not a ton of those dudes you can find. Just to throw a different name out there, a guy that that I really really like, and I will wave his flag until he either leaves Auburn or transfers away or whatever. But uh, Romello Height going into his sophomore mm-hmm. season, I just. I really, really see it with this guy. I think he's got good explosiveness. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I love his length. I mean, he looks like 
one of those freakishly athletic edge outside linebackers, stand-up defensive end, what do you want, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I could see him popping, you know, in pass rushing uh, situations this year. So he's mm-hmm. my favorite underclassman uh, defensive lineman. Just to kind of give another answer out there. Yeah, he's going. He's going to be good on the edge for sure. I yeah. think, and and I think he's got some of that outside linebacker kind of versatility. Where if they need to drop him back in coverage, he's going to be able to cover some ground because. Right now, if there's any knock against him, is that he is still very, very thin for a dude who's going to be playing up against offense tackles in the SEC. Yeah, absolutely. Justin, you've got awesome content coming out. Tell people how they can sign up. AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. Gives you access to everything we've got going on. Every time we post a story or uh, drop a podcast, it gets emailed straight into your inbox so you can read and listen on your own time. You can listen to our free episodes of our podcast. Usually go up on Sundays. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, Auburn Observer, you subscribe for six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year to get all the stories. You get that free, you get that. Sorry, you get that premium podcast in the midweek as well. Bunch of stuff this week uh, from Bruce Pearl uh, about Tony Fair, uh, the transfer portal, mailbags up today. By the time you're listening to this, and uh, we're rolling on here in the off season. Uh, I was worried that we were going to have a drop off of news, but Auburn is not nope. going to have that happen to us, and I am. 100% okay with that. Absolutely. Just get me, just get me, just keep me occupied to Hoover and I'll be fine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. SEC Media Days will be here before you know it. Thank you so much, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. We'll be back on Monday to recap everything over the weekend. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.